Welcome back. As we say, welcome to this week's episode of Time Added On. Welcome back to Time Added On. It's been a hell of a break. Uh, and we're back. And, yeah, life is never dull at Forest. After progress on the pitch over Christmas, there is now doubt off it. Today, Forest has been charged with breaching the Premier League's profitability and sustainability rules. Something that wasn't even on our radar, I don't think, until a couple of weeks ago. Um, Everton also charged for the second time this season. Fears that now Forest could be deducted with uh, points, uh, and which would move us obviously closer to the relegation zone after bridging a small gap. Tom, welcome back. It's been a while. Um, quite a meaty subject. Or oh, you're very, you're, I think you might bring a bit of calm and composure to this pod. I feel like I may have hit panic stations already. But are you well? Are you good? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah you're. Yeah. I like the drama, Mick. I just love you the do drama, like the drama, yeah. right? So you do like you do seem in the last week when we've been talking about this, and obviously our WhatsApp group has been um, with our other with our other forest friends has been uh, yeah a little bit not calm. You have just been a yeah yeah you you've been staying out of the conversation. So I'm intrigued as to what your thoughts are. To be constant, fair, constantly not involved. That's what I'm just <laughs> constantly just keeping my head down. That's what I'm doing. I, I'm not sure whether that's keeping the head down because you're calm or whether it's head in sand. I think it's probably not the latter, to be fair with you. But um, look, let's get into it because we will talk a little bit about football because this is a football podcast after all. But it does feel like a lot of the conversation over the last two weeks, as I say, since the turn of the year and obviously those cracking results over Christmas, thoughts and, and uh, fears, I suppose, have definitely uh, form towards something close to our heart, and that's spreadsheets and, uh, well, numbers, basically. Forest have obviously today been charged. I think there was some speculation. I think a lot of us just probably dismissed that speculation. It's just paper talk. I think, obviously, over the last 24, 48 hours, there was obviously a feeling that Forest were, were close and, and uh, likely to be done. Based on the announcements, so what, what are your initial thoughts, I suppose, on the breach, maybe fears, next steps. Where, where are you at with it all? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think uh, if Forest have, have, have broken the rules, then then you know, obviously, there's. I don't like the rules. I don't like the the uh, financial fair play rules, whatever you want to call them. PSR is that is that now the new <laughs> term that everyone's calling it? Yeah, I think um, so. Whatever whatever it is, sorts, FFP, PSR. Uh, C-O-Y-R, um, you know, like whatever acronym you want to come up with. Um, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of them um, just because I think I, I get the, the rhyme and reason for them, which is to, um, you know, we went through a period probably when I was growing up where there was, you know, clubs, one club after the other, which was going out of business. Um, you know, I, I think that's more down to the um, owners fit and proper persons test, which I still think is a load of rubbish, but that's a, that's a conversation for another time. Uh, nothing to do with Forrest, that one. I just think it is a load of rubbish. But, um, you know... Well, the... I don't know. There's a few people might but, yeah. might be talking that way. Well, anyway, but... but, Not but yeah. I, don't, I don't like the, the financial fair play rules because, albeit I get the, the you know, one of the reasons for them, which is to... Um, keep clubs afloat and I suppose the other reason is to try and make it a more level playing field number two is where I lose complete um, interest in in what they're trying to do because I don't think it does create a, a level playing field but I suppose we'll come on to that um, but you know look if, if Forrest are deemed to have broken the rules and Forrest are deemed to have broken the rules uh, you know I, I kind of get confused when it comes to the, the Brennan Johnson stuff um, you know look There'll be loads of arguments. It's it's now a legal thing, you know. This is probably away from a football thing, even though it should be a football thing. It's it's a legal thing, you know. We we often hear people talk about keep politics out of football, keep this out of football. You know, legality is going to come into it. The the law is going to come into it, and and that's the way it's going to play out over the next few months. I think that's probably my only issue. I've as you said at the start, I've been pretty calm, and that's because at the end of the day, my thought and feeling is. We'll just get enough points now to, to make sure that it's not a problem when you get the points deducted. But, but you know, my only issue with it is that every week now when we meet up to go to the football, the conversation is <laughs> going to be, oh, what's going to be happening with this? What's the converse, What's the latest now? What's the lawyer said today? Like, it's not not really my cup of tea, really. I like football because I like football. But um, that, that's the route that, that it's going to go down. And that's the route that the Premier League and the FA have allowed it to go down. So... 
It is, it, yeah, you, you said a lot there. There's quite a bit to unpack. I do agree with your last point. Now, all the conversation is just purely about, well, does it matter? What if? It's all, you know, does it matter? Because we don't know what the penalty is going to be now until early April. The football should be, whatever happens in the season should be contested on the pitch. Obviously, this, this isn't new. It's new to the Premier League in terms of what's happened to Everton this season and potentially what might now happen to us. It's been going on in the, in the Football League for obviously a number of years now in terms of point deductions for a variety of things. And we saw in the Championship, didn't we, that it kind of made a mockery of, of a few bits. But I think, yeah, I do think the narrative now, it puts a, a cloud over the season, doesn't it? There's, there's never, a, you know, I said at the top of the podcast, it's never a dull moment, but just like a normal season where we could probably just go and you know enjoy the football, not worry too much and, and just enjoy it. And I think last season was great. Last season was great and, and it was, it was you know, a, a, a thrilling end to the season in terms of staying in the league. I think we're all hoping that, especially after those results that we picked up, uh, over Christmas, and I think that's probably put a, a little bit of a dent in it as well. You know, how well Forest played over Christmas. You think you've, you've 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 won six points there, where Forest were expected, they could quite easily be taken away from you quite quickly. But I think that is the shame now in terms of. I think we are we're in for a battle. It could be an exciting end of the season. I do agree with you though. What one thing I would say about Everton when they were given their point deduction, I think at the end of October, early November, is it seemed to galvanise them as a club and it was almost this siege mentality. I'm not sure we're quite going in it with a similar siege mentality. I think the club are probably coming at it slightly differently to Everton, which we can talk about um, in a minute. But I think that is something now that we need to try and galvanise. We need to focus on the pitch. I really like what you said there in terms of just now, just try and physically get enough points so that it becomes a bit of a a, 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 a irrelevant. We don't know what the points deduction will be. We'll caveat that. But you just got to go on with, does it make life for Nuno a little bit easier? Uh, No, definitely not. No. No? I I know which angle you're coming from. I know which angle you're coming from, but no, definitely not. Um, I don't don't think... I don't... I mean, sorry, punch the table in, in <laughs> anger. I tell you what, for a man who was calm, we brought you up. So I should minutes. not have spoken to you. I should not. No, I mean, um, no. I, I don't. I don't know if it makes his life easier at all. I mean, he's got to his job now. Easier. No, no. I mean, stop interrupting me because you keep. Uh, because um, no, no, I'm going to show. Let Because he's got to galvanise these players. To, to, you know, these players can go one way or the other. You just spoke about their, um, Everton doing a siege mentality and you saying Forrest aren't approached it. I don't think you can say that Forrest haven't approached it that way because we've only had the the outcome today in a very, very small straight to the point. I would argue slightly passive-aggressive statement from Forrest. Right your street, uh... Oh, I do love a passive-aggressive <laughs> statement. <laughs> did you write it? aggressive email. Yeah, I um... think you might write that. I did, did see that in you there, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can't I can't say that we've not got a siege mentality yet because the only way you can see that properly is on the pitch and in the stands when when the match days come. We've not had loads of those. Well, we haven't had any since since the obviously the the actual um, charge, if you like, has has come. So um, you probably won't see it too much at Blackpool away. Maybe a few few um, you know boozed up people in the stands that might be slightly angry at Blackpool away, but you might you might not see it too much there. Brentford maybe. Um, but it'll be the home game um, against Arsenal that that we'll probably see it most, and and that'll be where the sign comes from from the siege mentality. Because yeah, I, I mean, in terms of Nuno, as I was saying there, I mean, for him, it's just making sure the players don't get their heads down and they they carry on. Look, where I was coming from about making sure that the points, um, you know, Forest just get enough points for it for none of us, none of this to really matter. You know, at the start of this, we said, I was going to say a few weeks back, we've not done a podcast in ages, so I don't know, two months back. We, you know, <laughs> that far ago, but yeah. Um, you know, we said, oh, we were talking about Steve Cooper and all that. And we said, well, what were the expectations at the start? So were we too harsh? Like, were we too ambitious? Which I think, I think I said at the time, I think it was a load of rubbish to call it too ambitious. You know, at the start of the season, we wanted improvement. So improvement would hopefully, I mean, we don't know. What points deduction it will be if there if there will be a points deduction at all? We don't really know anything, which is why it makes it hard to really speak about it too much and for me to get too upset about it. But um, you know, 
the aim of the game at the start of the season was to have a gap between you and relegation. That would be where you would have wanted to to have finished by the end of the season. So that's what Forest have to do. They now just have to create a gap big enough that if there is to be a points deduction, which we don't even know there is yet, then we're all getting upset at that. Um, we just need to make sure that that happens. Easier said than done, I know, but that, that's the situation. So, Not good for my New Year's resolution of uh, trying not to worry about things I can't control. I tell you, it's, it's gone right out yeah, the, uh, the window 15 days. this week from you, and I've just been like, eh, uh, Yeah, you've really not helped, but you've really not helped, but... Uh, yeah, I would do, probably went to the wrong person, to be fair. But it is in, it is interesting, yeah. Look, we are get, you are right, though. We don't know what the, the penalty is going to be. And everyone's now become an expert on social media. You got you had people banging on last night about 16 points. You had the other end of the scale where people were saying Forrest is going to get a slap on the wrist and fine. We just don't know. Forrest are obviously extremely confident in their mitigation and I think that's what they're saying now saying I think they appreciate that from a financial point of view they have breached the the loss and I think now it's about putting that case together which they will have had and it would have been submitted probably uh, or it will probably be submitted this week with appeal um the end of this week I think they've got two weeks haven't they sorry for appeal but Forest will have that in their back pocket but you know I think in that slightly short maybe passive aggressive statement that he said I actually quite liked it it was kind of short and sweet to the point but they said they were going to carry on positive well you know dialogue with the Premier League and they were hopeful of a swift and fair resolution that was the bit that got me there but I think if you look at that, I think Forrest are obviously rightly confident, maybe, in their in their approach to it. Obviously, they've hired a, a top QC um, to, to argue the case. Superb track record, obviously, in these financial um, fair play matters. It is all around Brennan Johnson, isn't it? It's all around <laughs> Brennan Johnson. Yeah, so I had to laugh because there's just so much analysis coming about how good this Lawyer is the football's got it's a, it's he's got a good rating on FIFA Ultimate Team as this Nick DeMarco is absolutely bloody brilliant. Hey, Tom, that was don't, him up don't, joke, don't joke about these things because this this will start coming into to oh, your FIFA oh, no, and your football so, managers. It's absolutely mental. If if this is the way football's going, then I might just turn hey, come to and play, American go come, football. I don't know. Come and play golf actually. with me, pal. Come and play yeah, golf with me. No, I'll, keep my, I'll, stick, I'll stick to cricket or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... He's a good lad. <laughs> yeah, he's a good lad. I just think it's crazy. What was your, what was your question again? <laughs> what was the question? Well, I was going to talk about Brennan Johnson because the oh, whole yes. debate... And to be fair... The speculation for two weeks has been around the Brennan Johnson, and people started arguing. Well, is it right or is it wrong that you can you can include that? The problem I've got with it, and coming back to what you said a minute ago, Forest have broken the rules. I agree. Forest have broken the rules. Fair play. They've got to then argue the the case for why they shouldn't be heavily penalised, but they'll get what's coming to them. My problem is is that the rules seem a little bit loosey goosey, yeah. and and. It doesn't really, even like, I was chatting to someone today, they went, oh, if you get found guilty, then what's the, what, what, what is the penalty? I went, there's no guidelines. There is no guidelines. There are no penalties. The rules say that on some occasions you might be able to include certain things. On other occasions, you might not. So the fact now that they could argue this Brennan Johnson case, I think the other thing that's coming out this evening is the fact that Forrest haven't been able to exclude promotion bonuses, which feels unjustly harsh if that is legit. And I don't know whether that is, but that, that's come out from, from from a couple of fairly decent people on um, on socials that it's, it's the Brennan Johnson piece and the promotion bonus that have, have basically tipped Forrest over the edge. The promotion bonus thing, I think, is harsh. Obviously, that is a, a, something that Forrest would have had in there that would have, as Forrest said quite rightly, promotion creates challenges for them. Not many other clubs will have that sort of expenditure in the budget. So I think that is harsh if Forrest haven't been able to exclude that. Um, Kieran Maguire suggests that that would be the case, that Forrest would be able to exclude those. The Brennan Johnson piece, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If, if these rules are there for, for clubs to stay profitable and sustainable... Selling a player for 30% less than you actually eventually got for him just so you can hit a accountancy deadline feels a bit farcical, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I would argue that, you know, if you feel the need to employ the, the Lionel Messi of the lawyer world um, to, to fight your case, then you probably think that you've got a big, big case to fight. And I would argue, I mean, look, I'm not Sherlock Holmes. I'm not, I'm not Sherlock Gnomes either. 
But, you know, I would argue that, you know, not being a, an investigator, but I would argue that makes you look slightly guilty from day one. Um, you know, if I, if I uh, you know, was one of the few people up for a murder and I go, oh, let's get the Lionel Messi of the lawyer world, I think that would probably make me look guilty, wouldn't it? Um, but, but um, do you think on that in terms of the rules? Yeah, you're talking about the rules specifically, which is, yeah, it's a real tough one because this is this is the problem we've got. This is all new, and I'm sure you're going to come on to it, but it's all going to change again in eight months. Well, it's not new, yeah, yeah, it's bollocks. I mean, um, I mean, look, we weren't we weren't crying too much about Everton or supporting Everton, were we, when um, when they came to town a few months ago? So, you know, pot kettle, but um, it is an odd one because I look at it two ways. Look, the deadline's the deadline, and Forrest knew that. Um, but then again, to, to stop a club from getting an extra almost £20 million for a player, £18 million, I think it would have been. Yeah, on top, 18 mil. Uh, it also seems daft because it's the opposite way around. You know, like you're stopping a club from getting as the biggest expenditure possible, um, the biggest income possible, sorry, to, to try and, you know, level the books out or, or make themselves financially stronger and therefore able to compete more and, and whatever domino effects that has. So, look, the rules are daft. We started off that way, you know, this conversation, this podcast, the rules are daft. I don't really get financial fair play. But also at the same time, it's again, where do they draw that line? You know, will they look at Forest Again, this is where I'm really struggling to cry too much about it because we don't we don't know yet. Forest have been charged. And all that means is that they have found Forrest guilty of not, um, you know, being in line with the financial fair play rules or PSR, PS5 rules that are in place, whatever. But, like... That doesn't mean to say that there won't be, you know, further down the line when Forrest have argued their case, a little bit of flex in terms of them going, okay, right, fair enough. We don't know that yet. No. Forrest are guilty of breaking financial fair play rules. That's, you know, seemingly at this moment in time. I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs, but apparently that's fact. So, you know, this next stage now will be where Forrest can put that case forward. And then it's up to the Premier League to to decide whether they're, they're happy with that. I mean... I would argue that they really have to. If if the intentions of their rules are as they state they are, then they have to look at that and say that that's that's a fair argument. Mm. But then again, I don't know the Everton case inside and out. If I'm honest, I've I've not really read too much. And at the time, I was just happy that they got charged. So you know, I suppose what comes around goes around and all that. Yeah. But you know, apparently they they had a similar situation. I believe the Everton case is slightly different because they then apparently lied or didn't completely go along with... Allegedly, we'll just say allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, whatever, lawyers, lawyers, law, law, law. So, you know, like, it, it's a real tough one. I think if the, if the rules in place are for the purpose that they say they are, then Forrest should have a serious case to go to the Premier League. And therefore, when it comes to... April, May, when I thought all of this will be sorted out. What a lovely next few months. And, um, you know, hopefully they see that and and whatever repercussions are for Forrest, because there will probably still be repercussions. They're minimal. You know, a slap on the wrist and a, and a financial uh, kind of guideline as to what they can do next or, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, we, we don't know that yet. And that's, you know, at this point in time, the only thing that we know is that the Premier League deemed Forrest to be guilty of breaking the rules, and and that seems like it's it is fact in terms of that deadline of the date. So mm. the next days, the next few months, sorry, days. I wish it was days. The next few months will just be arguing that case and the the big back and forth. I mean, when it gets to the end of the season, you know, if Forrest are ten points ahead of the relegation zone, if Forrest are ten points ahead of the rele- relegation zone, then the FA, the sorry, the Premier League will probably charge him none. Uh, yeah. you know, it's yeah. one of those things. There's no set guidelines. Will they want to be deemed to have relegated a club because of this? I'm not sure they will, but there has to be some. And and these changes that are coming in eight months' time, I don't really know much about those. But it, it all seems like they don't obviously think the rules in place at the moment are fit for purpose. And I'm intrigued to know what changes are going to happen after they do eventually charge, potentially punish Forest. It's it's all very interesting. Yeah. 
nonsense really is, is probably the word I should have gone for. Interesting is probably a little bit tired. Yeah. Absolute load of bollocks is what, what I should have gone for. <laughs> tedious, tedious. Old uh, Nick, you know, old, old Nick DeMarco, the Lionel Messi, the QC world will be all over those uh, August changes. But it is, you're right, you know, August comes around, they change the rules. I, I don't see how you can punish two teams in Forest and Everton and then go, well, the rules aren't fit for purpose, let's move on. Oh, and by the way, We've got a club over here of 115 charges against them in Man City that will just keep rolling that down the line. This is where Forrest are going wrong. You need more than one Lionel Messi. You need about 10. You need need a full full team of them. That's what you need. We need more than one charge is what we need. So if Man City have got 115 of them, they're doing all right. So maybe we should just keep going and going and going. Maybe the employment of the lawyer go towards your PSR, FFP, CR. That would be a kick in the trousers, wouldn't it? (laughs) That would be a kick in the trousers. But just go... I get the impression, the way that this last couple of weeks have played out, I think Forrest, since they submitted those numbers at the end of the last year, I get the impression that Forrest thought there's probably a good chance here that we are guilty, so let's get our ducks in a row. And this is where the QC now comes in to argue the next piece. I do get your point around it looks a bit dodgy, but I I perhaps think Forrest and the Premier League saw this as the way that this would go. I suppose then the next two weeks are really the vital two weeks is, is kind of Forrest put that appeal in and put their case together. I think what what is interested is is what that next step looks like in terms of um, you know where Forrest go now in terms of, of on the pitch. We talked at the start, didn't we? You know, Forrest got to get mo- got to get their mind back on the pitch now. They've got to focus on the game in hand. Blackpool in the cup and then Brentford. Next week, what what impact does it have? If we think about it from a footballing point of view, the transfer window has got two weeks left. Now, this is a time where Forest, where we would normally be on this pod going, we're going to sign another eight or whatever. I mean, last January was mad in a way. We have, we went into last January thinking we needed two or three, and we signed and signed another seven. I think it was last January. Forest obviously won't be signing seven unless Marinakis really wants to stick one up the Premier League, but. Will Forrest still strengthen the athletic? Paul Taylor suggesting tonight that Forrest will still be looking for two or three signings. Might be slightly different calibre of signings because I suppose any signing that comes into the building will have that in the back of his mind. I've got to mention Mangala. Um, I know you're not happy about that because that's one thing we did text a bit, a bit no, about in the last few days. That's the only thing I've shown any emotion about. Yeah, yeah, I just see your face light up there. But the fifty-point deduction, Mangala. But does it all start to add up as well? Because you think about, you know, Forrest are now obviously in this point where they do, and and I don't think there's any. We've not got any issue, have we, with the 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 sell to buy model? Forrest, every Premier League team, because of um, you know the, the the rules are now selling to bring players in. Forrest are always going to have to get to that point. If Mangal is the, the sacrificial lamb, if you like, if Forrest can bring in two or three off the back of that, is that the right way to do it? We can argue all day whether we think Mangal is the right man for that, but he's probably your only option, isn't he? I think that's kind of where we got to, I think, the other night. So Mangala is your only option to bring cash in at this point because you probably wouldn't want to lose Murillo. You definitely can't lose Gibbs White uh, at this point of the season when you're so limited anyway up top and you've got an abundance of options in the middle of the park. Do you think Juve or Napoli all want Arta? <laughs> well, we could give um, it a go. We could give it a go. Maybe we could do a bit of a swap around. You know, like Rubinho was told he was going to Man United, but he ended up at Man City. We could tell Juve that they're getting Mangala and we'll send him <laughs> Arta. Send him Czech Boyate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that is where we got to. I mean, I love Mangala and he, he so far, albeit has had a... Um, you know, fair play to him, he deserves it. He's had a bit of a Christmas time off, hasn't he? Like, he's not done out. Um, and he, he deserves it. He deserved the festive period off, bless him, um, and the New Year period. Um, you know, like I think up until that point, he was probably my player of the season by some distance. And I really like the type of player he is. The problem you've got is, is that... You know, I'm not sure, you know, whether Nuno not playing him, you know, it's a bit of both. We, you know, he maybe just doesn't fit into the way he wants to play. And also maybe he knew that that there was interest and maybe Mangala 
he's interested in that interest, I don't know. Or, or yeah, obviously he wants to make sure that he gets into the Euro squad for, for Belgium at, at the end of the day. That 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 will be pivotal to him. So if he's not part of, of Nuno's plans, then 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 A, he is probably the most sellable asset to the club right now. Um of, of the players that, you know, you wouldn't want to get rid of as well within that group. Um and he you know, he, he would want to go anyway. So you, you've probably got an unhappy player on your hands if he's not going to play. So yeah, he probably is the most sellable one. It's a real shame because um I, I, I think he's been brilliant, but that that is the situation that we're in. And you know, you talk about selling to to buy and what's not. I think Forrest will still strengthen. I mean, look, regardless of whether Forrest have have broken the rules within that that three year period, you would then actually hope that within this um, next three year period, you know, a they're in a much better position because. Um, they would get another year of the Premier League, so that heightens their loss by twenty odd million pounds, I think. Yeah, um, and there because we go from sixty odd mil losses to eighty odd mil losses in the next next round of financial PSR. Uh, You're like an expert, expensive. isn't it? Um, say I don't care, but I've been reading up on it. Yeah, of course, yeah. Eighty odd million pounds, so that immediately helps. I mean, I suppose the question mark goes on where we count the Brennan Johnson money into. But one way or another, it will be within that window. It, will it doesn't be matter. Yeah. 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 Um, and, I mean, look, Forrest did then obviously strengthen after this whole Brennan Johnson, but then you'd have the Mangala potentially. So they, they do have wiggle room um, and therefore they can still strengthen in this window regardless of them being found guilty within this three-year period. They would st- probably still be okay in the next three-year period. Probably makes the summer a little bit slim pickings. Um, but they they, um, they they can strengthen right now. And, uh, you know, if there was a priority window in terms of this January or the summer, unfortunately, the circumstances I would have said before all of this, I would have said the summer because that's yep, just where great. the best business is done. Um, you can get better value for money people ending their contracts, fresh start, fresh managers, certain players that you might like might not be wanted anymore. So, but fortunately the circumstances mean January is now pivotal. You know, I talk about them just making sure that, um, that the uh, 10 points or whatever it's going to be, that they can just, you know, make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, (laughs) You know, they need players to be able to do that. It's more depth in certain positions, to be honest. The wing, for me, you get one injury to Alanga and, I mean, I don't know what's happening with him at the moment. And obviously, we know one year's a little bit, you know, he should be coming back, but how long he lasts for, you don't know. So you probably need another striker. But unfortunately, it won't be a better than a one-year striker, even to the same level. It will have to be what's available for the for the money we can pay. I mean, I'd be looking immediately at, at the loan window. Um, easier said than done because it depends what's available, but I'd be very much looking at the loan window and I'd be sending Origi back, for example, in my opinion. Um, and I'd be looking, and obviously Andre Santos has already gone back, and I'd be looking to to add that way. But again, like I said, it's easier said than done. And, and probably the Andre Santos thing, you know, it's only one player and, and generally we have been good to our loans. But, you know, that that might play a part into well, certainly Chelsea might not be that keen on doing some loan business with us uh, anytime soon, but other clubs. So that, that's the way it needs to be looked at. It will be not, it won't be uh, Gibbs Whites and Sangares of this world. It'll be, you know, it'll be loan players and, and whatever's available. But that's to be quite honest, that that tends to be our January works unless you're really going. Yeah. Balls out, so <laughs> which we tried to do last year. I mean, look, you even look at the, the the promotion season. You know, Surridge obviously we signed, and and, and Keenan Davies who both did a fantastic job and were much needed in that promotion season. But you know, Keenan Davies was alone and wasn't wanted by Villa, and Sam Surridge wasn't really wanted by Stoke. So we got him for two million pounds, and jobs are good. You get what and you're Steve Cook. in the window, and you just yeah, try and make Cookie. the best of it. And, and Steve Cook, so you get what you're given in the window, and you have to make the best out of it. Yeah, I agree. They were key players, really. I've got no issue with um, with, with, a, with a couple of loan signings. Maybe Forrest trying to be a bit smart. Maybe uh, Nuno could call in a, a, a big favour from his old pal Mendes and, and, and see what Forrest can get from that way. But I, I do expect Forrest to, to strengthen. I, I'll be glad when the football starts again this Wednesday. I think the transfer window, the end of the transfer window, I think well, Forrest will be busy. I think there'll be a big. I think there'll be a big focus now on trying to get as many players out of the club as possible. There's a lot of fringe players that have come back from loan. Saw Jonathan Panzo come back today. 
I, I just I, I wonder whether there's now a you know a consolidation to try and get as many of those players out of the club on permanent transfers as possible, which is again to your point not easy to do in January. But there is a whole long tail of players that Forest had out on loan. If they could try and call that and try and get some of those out on permanence, it just helps that second half of the season and from a wages point of view, doesn't it? We've already done one really good piece of, of business in this window because we've got the Lionel Messi of the lawyer world. So he can That's probably it, do two jobs at the end of the day, can't he? So. He can play in goal. Probably got better feet than Matt Turner. But um, do you go for a keeper now? Because obviously Forrester can only bring you two or three. And no. I, I think we probably need a couple of players up top. We just, you just go with... You've got two international keepers, right? You're yeah. just going to have to go with them. And... Yeah maybe try to play to their strengths and as much as Nuno wants us to play out from the back. And we saw, you know, good, good, good moments of doing that. Maybe this year now is just about sacrificing some of those ideals. Yeah. I mean, look, we've been, well, I suppose it depends who you talk to on what their opinion of this is going to be now, but we've been quite lucky to be able to experience the uh, splashing the cash and all the transfers. I don't know if we call it lucky now or not. It depends what your opinion is. But, you know, we you know we have enjoyed ourselves maybe a little bit in terms of the splurging um, since since coming up to the Premier League. And unfortunately, you know, we, we are in a position where we probably should look at prioritising. Um, and I get it. Look, the, the, the goalkeeping department hasn't necessarily necessarily been been the strongest. Obviously, as you say, we've had a break from this pod and not really spoken a lot about the football that's happened over the last month, whatever. But you know, like even the Man United game as such, obviously we we won the game. But, but uh, and there's other games around the Christmas period where we've had goalkeeping errors and what's not. But you know, I'd, I, I wouldn't myself call it a priority decision, a, a position decision, a bit of both, but I wouldn't call it a priority position. I would say, and people might call that weird because your goalkeeper is obviously a vital part of, of your of your team, but I think there's two goalkeepers there that we can get more out of. And I would say in terms of strength and depth, if you lose uh, one of your creative players, you're screwed. Yeah, like, agree. You, 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 I mean, not to be miserable, but I would say, you know, you, 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 we've got to a point with this squad where because we're now playing the way that, that that we are and seemingly in a certain shape and formation that we are, if you lose a creative player, then, then I mean, all of this very much escalates. So, yeah, I yeah. agree. No, we, we obviously recruited in the summer for, for a completely different system to what, to, to what ultimately we ended up playing under Steve Cooper. Let's not forget that. We, I think we were set up really for that back back three, weren't we, and wing-backs. And then very quickly into the season, we reverted back to a back four. And we seem to have an abundance of right-backs. And funny enough, we have an abundance of centre-halves, but we probably need another centre-half, which probably says a lot about our recruitment, to be honest, as well. And we are short in those four areas, especially, as you say, on the wing, and have an adequate replacement for, for, for Tyra when he drops out. Although Chris Wood has obviously done extremely well. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how it plays out in the next couple of weeks from a transfer point of view. And... and um, and and just to see, as we say, how the players pick up on the news today. Bookmakers still, because I suppose to your point, Tom, nothing has been settled, nothing has been decided. But the odds from a relegation point of view were taken off off the market last night. They came back on. They've moved a little bit since the announcement at four o'clock today. But Forest still, Forest and Everton both still um, fancy to stay up. The bottom three are still way short in terms of the odds. I think the, the odds have only moved slightly. Forest down to about two to one. Ever said about two and a half to one. So the bookmakers still fancy Forrest, you know, even with this penalty or potential penalty hanging over us. In terms of the penalty, potential penalty, going back, I know we're kind of jumping around a lot, but there's, there's kind of a lot to go through. What do you think, what's the worst case scenario that Forrest could survive in terms of points this season? Oh, well, I would say more than 10 and, and you're fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do you always have a way of so putting it so eloquently. Uh, yeah, yeah, more than ten. I, I think, um, yeah, that would be hard, wouldn't it? Um, I just think it's more of a mental. Well, I say it's more of a mental battle. We won't find out until the end of the season. So I suppose it's not that much of a mental battle. Thirty-two games will have played. I thought you were going to say um, thirty-two points. I was like, yeah, I don't think we'll get, we'll come back from that. <laughs> um, I was going to say, yeah, you, two yeah. games when that announcement, so there'll still be six games left to play. Yeah. In a weird way, I still fancy us with ten. 
maybe this is me just getting well, that bit of fighting bit. Yeah, I yeah, you did say more than ten. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not semantics, but um, I, I you know, you you'd you'd be in and around the Sheffield Uniteds and Burners of this world, but you you know you'd be six points off Luton, but you'd I think you'd still fancy that with the given the squad etc. Um, I think Forest would still. I think Forest can survive even with a point penalty this year. I think Forest survive if Forest was to to get a six point penalty. I think Forest would probably. You'd still be, you'd still fancy Forest, wouldn't you? So if you went now two points behind Luton, um, with half a season left to play, I think you'd still be all right with that. I'm not behind the scenes in the Premier League, obviously. Um, I'm just an innocent, normal man. But um, you know, I kind of look at how this sudden rule changes happens that anyone who gets punished. They're obviously punishing teams to make a point. We all know that. Well, this is going to keep you teed it up it. nicely onto my next um, question. As you well, were. I'm not done yet. Um, <laughs> but um, I've lost my train of thought now you've interrupted now they've obviously done it to make a point and we all know why because of the uh, independent regulator whatever um, but I, and they've, they've rushed through this kind of trying to punish teams this season and I almost I'd like to be a fly on the wall in some of the conversations that have happened as to why why this is happening now suddenly um, and and you know the rules are then going to change, as we've already discussed in in August. You know, it'll be interesting to know what happens there, why this has all been pulled through. You know, look, I think Luton are playing some really good football, by the way. And actually, out of all the three teams, they'd be the one. Absolutely. Agreed. I know it seems obvious because in the table, they are the highest of those three. But, um, you know, they are playing some decent football. They look a threat. Whereas the other two, you know, Sheffield United, whatever, um, less said about them, the better at most of the times, never mind now. And then Burnley, you know, just don't seem to be able to get into the swing of things either. So I just wonder whether it's kind of a bit of a power play. Um, Well, no, it definitely is a power play, but, you know, then trying to rush things into the season in their heads, are they thinking, can we make a point without it creating a huge tsunami effect? Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's one of those kind of theories. Into but look, at the end of the day, um, it's all a load of rubbish anyway, isn't it? So. <laughs> well, they are. Look, there's no doubt about it. There's, there is a, a, a political edge to this. I think even. You hear Maguire's etc. The world's even tonight are coming out and making points around the announcement today. And I think is it Richard Massa's uh, chief executive of the Premier League goes up in front of the, the select committee tomorrow to talk about um, how the Premier League have basically got their own house in order and they don't need an independent regulator. The whole time of it, it's all staged. It's all staged. And I think that's something that I think Everton have been very forthright about in their statement this evening in terms of the rules not being fit for purpose and it being a little bit contrived and I think that'll be interesting to see how it plays out I just wonder whether the kind of the alliance there's a few other clubs that are obviously Newcastle let's not forget Newcastle are quite up in arms about the rules at the minute they're obviously going to lose some of their crown jewels um, which seems bonkers that Newcastle with the money that they've got they're not allowed to spend it etc they're, they're now in a position where they've got to sell to buy, to move forward. So I think there's a bit of a, 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 a wave coming here towards the Premier League. And I think journalists have now, what I've been interested in over the last couple of days is, this isn't just little old Nottingham Forest. And, and there is a bit of this thing, you know, Forest fans have been a, a bit like, well, you know, what does the Premier League want us to do? We just get promoted, take our money and go back to the Championship like Norwich. And, but, but we didn't do that. We, we we showed ambition. But what I've quite enjoyed is the journalists now kind of jumping on that. And we haven't really been condemned. You know, a few journalists, obviously, you talk about reckless forest, reckless spending. But actually, a lot of journalists talking about how the likes of Forest, Newcastle, etc. If you've got money, you should be allowed to spend it. You should be allowed to show ambition. And it just feels a little bit harsh and unjust. And I feel like that narrative starting to build. It's going to be interesting. I know you don't want to read it and hear about it all the time. But I think over the next week, two weeks, I think there's going to be a lot more of these stories start to crop up, not just from Forrest and Everton, because it feels now like there could be a bit of a, a tide and a bit of a pressure going back the other way on the Premier League. Um, could be. Don't know. Maybe it's yeah. optimism. 
Oh, yeah, no. I mean, to be honest with you, you said that I don't think it's about Little Old Forest. I think in some respects that narrative works in our favour a little bit. And I think some of it is a little bit Little Old Forest, not in terms of the size of the club, but newly promoted Little Old Forest in comparison to the narrative around Everton is a slightly different touch to it. You know, everyone talking about the 60-odd million pound loss we can make in comparison to the 100-odd million pound loss that Everton can make. I actually think the Little Old Forest, I'd be quite happy to be Little Old Forest until May, June time, if I'm honest. (laughs) You talk there about the statements, uh, you know, I said about Forrest maybe being slightly passive aggressive. I also think it's a little bit smart in terms of keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. You know, they've not necessarily gone out in the public like Everton have and and done the, the, you know, bit of, you know, stabbing, if you like, uh, that that they've done. You know, Forrest have have been, will come to an agreement. You know, Maranakis and that lot are, regardless of what everyone's thoughts are in terms of the spending and stuff at the moment, you know, they're very clued up in terms of that kind of stuff, probably slightly different light for, for many reasons, but in the Greek football world, um, there's, sleep, a lot more, with, there's a lot more of an edge around some of that. But, sleep um, with the light on tonight, Mr. Masters, that's all I'm saying. Don't go near a Greg. <laughs> well, not Greg's. Make it Cooklins <laughs> or something like that. Um, but, you know, they, they, they you know, Evangelos Maranakis is, I've believed, in some of the media side in Greece and, and also some of the political side of Greece. So he knows he knows um, who to get close to and how to play it. Um, you know, I'm not saying that will necessarily, that Forrest won't get punished as a result of that. But, you know, sometimes in life, in a job, you know, keeping certain people close maybe just takes a bit of an edge off to when things will go bad and, and you, you, you're distanced from someone. So, um I think it's interesting. I think, again, though, repeating what I said before, it's sad that the next few months I'm going to have to, everything about football is going to be about law and politics because, you know, I didn't do that at uni. I'm not interested in it. So, um, (laughs) football's football. That's what it should be about. You know, it should be about a Forest going to lose 3-0 away at Blackpool again, 4-0, whatever it was. You know, it shouldn't be about... Um, oh, every day is now going to be, you know, when I read the forums or Twitter, every day is going to be speaking about law and what losses we can make. What's the point deduction going to be? Is Richard Masters in Parliament or speaking to someone in a courtroom? Or I just, I mean, that's not, that's no, not, it's not football. why I became a football fan, you know, that that's very far away. But again, that's what the Premier League have turned this into, so... It's yeah, I, I yeah, a hundred percent agree. It's it's not what football's about. It, it's not what it should be. Just to go back to your statement piece, I think you you're right, absolutely right. I think Forrest has been very clever, even when there, you know, even when it came to submitting the accounts, and obviously there was a little bit of question marks being asked there about speculation Forrest were going to miss. I thought even that statement then was very kind of clear to say, no, we've we've complied. We've got clear dialogue with the Premier League. You know, we, we're doing our bit. And tonight was very much of that. So we'll, we'll work with the Premier League to come to a kind of a swift and fair conclusion. It's very tactical, very political, almost playing the Premier League at their own game. Because obviously the Premier League have come out with their own passive-aggressive statement, say that for, both Forrest and Everton have, have admitted guilt. And I don't think either club have in reality. I think there's obviously mitigation within it. But Forrest are definitely playing a bit of a cuter game than Everton, if you like, from a media point of view. Everton seem very angry. This is why you know it's all about politics, because a statement like that from the Premier League, if it was about football, should include some of, you know, should keep in mind the emotions of, of fans and, and the staff that, that work at a club. And obviously, you know, we're not talking about a club going bust or anything like that. But, you know, if a punishment was to mean they, these clubs get relegated, that would have repercussions for the people around that football club. So the statement being as um, hard-faced and cold as it was, I mean, my test at work said I'm unemotional and cold. And so I know what it's like to be unemotional <laughs> and cold. But even um, you're saying, wow. Yeah, I'm going, wow. That's you've gone a level above me, so you know you know it's not about football. Then you you know it's about far great. Well, it's not greater things because support and and the the people side of the game is far greater than anything. But you know it's greater than that in terms of the power of these uh, companies, businesses, whatever brands, whatever yeah. you want to call them. So, it is the fans. It's the fans ultimately that suffer. This will be. This will be. This will. 
I think this will sting a little if it comes down to it. Look, we said Forrest broken the rules, but you know we have to, we have to face the consequences. But if Forrest was to have a little asterisk next to our name and we get relegated because of this, then that will stink a little bit. But well, let's look. Let's move on. Let's cross that bridge. I mean, I've enjoyed that. So a bit of therapy for me. That you um, did put a bit of a light-hearted uh, uh, view on that. But I mean, let's just spend a couple of minutes talking about. I suppose better talk about football, haven't we, on a football podcast? Um, boring. I like the law side of it. That's what I said. Like well, the there's a bit a bit of law involved in this one. We've got <laughs> a, a fellow a fellow who's not bad, not not that bad coming back from a, a betting suspension. So we're back on the suspension theme. But oh, Forrest obviously got a, a yeah yeah oh shit he says. <laughs> yeah, that narrative is gonna. Uh, that's all. Well, there's also loads of subplots there of the old Brennan Johnson Brentford piece. But uh, anyway, we'll come on to that in a minute. Forrest goes to Blackpool. He didn't fancy Blackpool away on Wednesday night. Um, FA Cup replay. A couple of our idiot mates are going reading, up there. But... I'm too reading. Too busy reading my books about law and stuff. <laughs> um, how does Nuno settle for this one? Obviously, the Premier League has to be the priority now. Um, he probably he, look, he, he showed Blackpool a lot of respect in the first game put a strong side out but does he treat this any differently I mean we haven't got a huge squad because of Afghan um, does he do, do, do you go same again or does he rest and play a few more of the, the 21s no he plays them he plays a strong team he might make a couple of changes but he plays them in my eyes look yeah obviously they've got a what well, every game is every, every game was important before. Let's not make the points thing a bigger thing than it was. Every game was important before. We're in a relegation battle anyway at the moment. So, you know, but they they've had a bit of a break, not the break that they expected. Let's let's be quite honest about that. But that was their own cock up, you know. So they, they he plays the strongest team and he tells those players, look, you messed it up first time, do it again. And obviously you just have to hope that's football, you know. In the games that he'll have to manage it carefully on the day. Um, and if Forest are, are in a good place in the game, then he makes early substitutions and, and manages the game out or, or whatever it might be. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, I, I've not seen the Bloomfield pitch recently, but many times when I've seen it before, it's not been the greatest. Um, so that, that will, in the sports scientist world, maybe cause a few exclamation marks above the head in the thinking. But... Um, I, I think he goes strong. Look, I, I think we've seen over the last couple of years how important a cup run can be, and I stick by that mindset. It's a different manager, different team, but I think the, the cup runs can be really healthy for you. You know, if you beat Blackpool, you play West Ham. Now, West Ham, it's not an easy game. We know that from the fact that we've lost there twice over the last two seasons, but we don't know how West Ham will approach the cup, you know. So these cup runs can, can be really important. It's certainly not an impossible game to win away at London Stadium if you can beat Blackpool, but that's why I'm saying you should go for a strong team and go for it. Give us a score prediction. Uh, 3-1 Forest. I like that. We need that. That'd be a nice little upturn for the week. Then, small matter of going to Brentford on Saturday night, R5, on the telly, looking forward to it. Um Ivan Tony's back for Brentford, obviously, after his 10-month, uh, I think it was, ban for his, his betting scandal. There's loads of subplots here. Obviously, there's a Tony Toffolo piece. There's the 35 million bid for Brennan Johnson. I had to bring it back to that. Uh, Chris, I need to love that. But, but that, that'll be spoken about. But tough game, this one. But good opportunity for Forrest, isn't it? Because Brentford are below Forrest in the table. You know, we talk about wanting to, to bridge that gap and, and keep, keep picking up points. Away from home, Forest. this is a game that Forrest will look at. All the narrative is going to be about Tony. There's going to be big things expected. Forrest will have to be on their, their guard with this one. Obviously, missing probably first-choice centre-half to partner Murillo. Um, Joe Worrell will probably start, you would expect, at the back with, with Murillo on Saturday night. But it's a good opportunity. I don't think it's the worst game. They're going to have to deal with Tony and, and make sure he doesn't get the better of them. But I I, I fancy Forrest to pick something up here, I must admit. Yeah, I think... Um... I always find these breaks and gaps in, in the season really interesting because I think teams can come out of them far stronger and can come out of them far weaker or they can come out of them the same shit or good way that they were before. It's really interesting sometimes as a real, um, you know, change of change of play, if you like. Um, so, But I, I definitely agree with you. I think there is a good opportunity for Forest if We're talking about the Brentford that was 
pre this break. You know, they're certainly not being the the Brentford team at all. They've kind of gone under the radar in some respects, I think, but with with actually how rubbish they've been at the start of the season. And a lot of that sympathy will come down to even Tony. But you know, if Forest did not have Tyler won you for most of the season, so where's the sympathy there? You know, so no, great, great, but. but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying Forrest should have sympathy there, by the way. I'm just saying, you know, let's call Brentford rubbish. They should have someone, but you know, they should have someone there that's able to replace Ivan Tony if they're that good. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I, I still think there's an opportunity there. I, in, in the back of my head, I can't get out of the fact that I do think Ivan Tony will have a good game. So I, yeah. I just sometimes, you know, I, I like narratives. I talk about narratives all the time, and I just think it, it, it's it's there to be written, really, about Ivan Tony showing up and scoring. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll win the game. So, um, you know, I could see Forrest coming away with something. I have to say, pre-Christmas, I would have thought three points. It'll be interesting to see how G'd up they are, you know, for this game. We talked about before about, you know, you know, getting the cavalry ready for, for all of this lovely uh, law chat that we've had. But, um, you know, it will be interesting to see how they come out. Uh, whether Nuno will try, you know, we'll do a Sean Dyche and go, let's let's take it to him. Or whether he'll just try and come. I actually think Nuno will just try and tell them to forget everything about it and just go out there and play the game. Just that do your thing. I just feel like yeah. Nuno's that kind of, I don't know him well. I've not had, like, <laughs> I've not had a yeah. cheese board with the fella or anything like that, but I just feel like that's the way it comes across. Whereas Dutch is that kind of person to be like, ah, oh, bloody get him. I probably says it a bit differently to that, but, you know, that's... Probably that's a few more explosives, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... A bit more Gordon Ramsay-esque, but... Yeah, I, I, I can see Forrest definitely going there and, and getting something. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Give them a score prediction. 2 2. Oh, I'm going to go what? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 1 1. Yeah, just just a temporary. I think Tony wasn't playing. Might go for a Forrest win, but I think he'll score annoyingly because I think that will be the. the will probably plot, be a but... goalkeeping blunder, and, and people go, well, we're definitely a goalkeeper, and I'm going to stay stubborn and say no. Well, so, both teams not got the best goalkeepers, so it could yeah, be uh, it could be shoot, an interesting. Shoot from the halfway line, really. Everyone <laughs> just shoot, get yeah. the ball and shoot. Give it to Murillo, go on a dance, don't, shoot. Don't bother playing even Tony. Just you know, just get someone Dude. to whack it that way. Yeah. Tom, it's been a while. I enjoyed that. It's a shame we started our year on such a, a, a dour, depressing note. But it is Blue Monday, oh, so maybe we'll live up. Tins up, tins up. We might to drink more pints, but um, if yeah, you can't I... be positive, if you can't stay positive now, God, this is going to be a long few months for people. So just, just put it, just put it yeah. to the back of your minds. Just crack on with your life, you know. Just crack on with the football. <laughs> yeah. Right on that note, follow your email us if you want to email us. What a ramble this was tonight. It was an absolute mess, if I'm honest, but I did enjoy it. Good to get back in the saddle. Um, you can email us at timeadedonpod at outlook dot com. Give us a follow on that good old platform that is X uh, at Time Added On Pod. By the way, I'm going to have to. I'm having a breather from X for the next two weeks. I can't take it anymore. Uh, also, give us a follow on Spotify, Apple. Leave a review. Maybe not on this pod tonight, but do please leave us a review. It has been grand. We will be back next week. We promise. We'll be back post Blackpool, post Brentford. Let's hope we've got plenty of positives to talk about. On the pitch, dare I say, even so, I don't even recover from saying this, but maybe even some transfer gossip to get ourselves stuck into. But uh, until next time, thank you very much. Come on, you Reds.